So last week was a great week for people who hate Fox News and want to see them hurt financially for deliberately misinforming their audience of doddering boomers. And this week is a great week for people who also feel that exact same way about Facebook, a website that has not only poisoned the minds of countless people, but has spied on those same people relentlessly while lying to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, 2018 was a long time ago. But one of the biggest tech stories of that year was Facebook admitting that the personal data of around 87 million people had been harvested by the data firm Cambridge Analytica without their knowledge or permission, of course. And back in December of last year, Facebook was finally ordered to pay. Oh, good. Here's Reuters. Facebook owner Meta Platforms Inc. has agreed to pay $725 million to resolve a class action lawsuit accusing the social media giant of allowing third parties, including Cambridge Analytica, to access users' personal information. The proposed settlement, which was disclosed in a court filing late on Thursday, would resolve a long-running lawsuit prompted by revelations in 2018 that Facebook had allowed the British political consulting firm, Cambridge Analytica, to access data of as many as 87 million users. Lawyers for the plaintiffs called the proposed settlement the largest to ever be achieved in a U.S. data privacy class action and the most that Meta has ever paid to resolve a class action lawsuit. We love our record-breaking lawsuits, don't we, folks? So far! Hopefully. So yeah, that was four months ago, but Mm -hmm. last week, they finally opened up the claims process. If you were a Facebook user in the United States between May 24th, 2007 and December 22nd, 2022, inclusive, you may be eligible for a cash (laughs) payment from a class action settlement. It's my money and I want it now! And yeah, it looks like uh, how much money a claim gets depends on how many total people sign up. Why are we talking about it? By August 25th and and how long each individual claimant was a Facebook user. You'd have to imagine that everyone left Facebook primarily after the election rotted people's brains and this was exposed. So anyone who's owed money is probably going to get the full amount. 2000 to 2022, that's a... It's a long time, folks. Or 2007 to, to, yeah, 2007 to 2022. Yeah. That is, uh, it's a long time. Yeah. That's 15 years. <laughs> so yeah, you were probably on Facebook at some point in there. Mm-hmm. And you may be entitled to compensation. And, it, and I want it now. So yeah, the full $725 million, it's going to get paid out regardless. So uh, why not sign up to get a small piece of Mark Zuckerberg's fortune by going to Facebook user privacy settlement Dot com. Putting on the screen here. Call now. Yeah. Sign uh, up now. Get I requ- what's yours. I requested mine. Uh, and yeah, I was like, it's so funny because whenever I see one of these, I'm like, man, I hope no one else finds out about this. Because yeah. it's like, it's you're they just going to get it proportionally, yeah. the, the tiniest amount. But at least it's better than Mark Zuckerberg just being like, don't worry, we've signed everyone up for a Facebook meta-owned uh, uh, like, personal information credit yeah. uh, check. Fuck off. Yeah. I can't believe they let them get away with that. Who was that? Uh, uh, Equifax. Equifax, right. Yeah. Remember when they just exposed yeah. the personal information of everyone on the country? Yeah. And They're still in business. They're doing fine. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it might end up being just a few dollars, but... It, you, yeah, almost certainly. Uh, it'll be a... At best, probably enough to pay for a small cup of coffee. And uh, the good thing is I, I believe... But how delicious that coffee will be. <laughs> yeah. In, in California, uh, even if you like sign up and you don't even remember where the check went or anything, yeah. eventually it just ends up in this pool of money that you check every 10 yeah. years and you're like, wow, huh, cool. huh, 
Well, I guess Red Bull gave me five dollars, yeah. and because uh, you know their can didn't give me actual wings, and uh, Facebook gave me ten dollars, and you know that money eventually adds up to being something where you can go get two, three, maybe four cups of coffee. In this economy, you got to take it where you can get it. And those are expensive cups because you're paying for the right to have someone put your name on it. Yeah, I mean, you can drink out of any cup, but at Starbucks, they write your name on it. And they They, have to say it out loud. They verify Mm -hmm. your coffee. But yes, look, the whole thing is that you're hurting Mark Zuckerberg. That's That's what it's about. Yeah, exactly. And it's in the only place where it matters to him, in the wallet. And yes, $725 million isn't going to bankrupt Meta. But as with the Fox News settlement, it's not nothing either. Although, like... Today they their yeah, they their, beat earnings their, somehow. Their stock just skyrocketed, which like whatever. I I don't understand it considering the massive amount of money they've been pouring into their yeah the metaverse, metaverse that they just then, canceled and then uh, just losing a huge revenue stream with Apple upgrading its uh, terms of service. It has to be uh, look. They got their hands in a bunch of different shit, but I would yeah. imagine that Instagram is probably seeing a boost considering the TikTok and Snapchat. Considering downfalls. that the Instagram feed is now seventy five percent targeted ads. It yeah. is. A, it's a virtual <laughs> shopping mall. Yeah. Yeah. Now this is a company that is either increasingly desperate for new revenue streams and is making terrible bets on stuff like the metaverse or, you know, being buoyed by things like Instagram and WhatsApp. Yeah, so take what money you can get. Exactly. And uh, make sure you tell your parents to get the money that they're owed too because they lost their brain cells over this damn app. They need that cup of coffee more than anyone, probably. So yeah, let's make Mark Zuckerberg pay. They'll they'll just donate it to like Ron DeSantis' will-he-won't-he presidential campaign or something. Yeah, maybe don't tell your parents. <laughs> yeah, don't tell them. You're reducing it for the rest of us. Uh, only no, don't tell anyone over the age of like 40. I would say uh, a significant amount of people who suffered through the Facebook brain rot of their parents probably don't even talk to them anymore. So yeah, done and done. Yeah, worked Two itself birds, out. one stone. Exactly. But yeah, Mark, we're coming for your money. That's right. But let's move on now to a very important topic with huge implications for the future of humanity. People are going to be having sex in space at some point, and with space tourism ramping up, that point may not be that far off. It, it is, it's coming. <laughs> but uh, before anyone joins the 62-mile high club, the scientists want to be ready for it. And so do the porn makers. That's right. Uh, so here's Gizmodo. Scientists are making a provocative case in a new paper out this month. Sex in space is going to happen sooner rather than later, and it's about time people started preparing for it. They contend that space sex could happen even within the next decade. The industry needs to discuss how to handle the issue now, they argue, including studying any potential risks that space could have on related matters like conception. And uh, here's the research paper titled Sex in Space, Consideration of Uncontrolled Human Conception in Emerging Space Tourism. They should just... Uncontrolled. Look, it's going to happen. I'm sorry. I mean, the biggest concern for me is, I mean, unless you're 100% accurate, there's going to be little jizules floating around. There's a lot to think about Don't want that. Exactly. So here's from that. The next 10 years, 2023 to 2033, are expected to see growth in orbital space tourism, with flights lasting from days to weeks. The motivations for space flight and the expected in-flight behaviors of participants are likely to differ from those of professional (laughs) astronauts. It is unrealistic to assume that all space tourism participants will abstain from sexual activities while exposed to microgravity and increased levels of ionizing radiation during space flight. This raises the possibility of uncontrolled human conception in space, which poses a significant risk to the emerging space tourism sector. 
It continues, Our knowledge of the effects of these space environments on the early stages of human reproduction and the long-term consequence to human offspring is in its infancy. This lack of knowledge underpins the risks within the evolving orbital space tourism sector. The possible detrimental outcomes include those of a biological nature, e.g. developmental abnormalities in human offspring, and those of a societal and commercial nature, e.g. litigation, (laughs) reputational damage, and financial loss. Currently, 2023, the sector does not appear to be discussing this risk and context in an open forum or communicating any risk mitigation. Okay, so... Why aren't they, Jeff Bezos, why aren't you talking about space, space top? Come on. Two things. One, are we sure that no one has had sex in space yet? I mean, officially, uh, the, the NASA NASA astronauts are like ex- explicitly told not to do so. Well, just because you're told not to do something. Well, and also, like, I feel um, like... Someone is absolutely jerked off in space. I would guess probably, yeah. Which uh, seems like it would be a big hassle unless but, you are very prepared. I mean, I don't think there's much privacy on the ISS, which is like kind of the only place you I get your little space happen. bunks yeah i don't know I, I i would bet dollars to donuts that some astronaut has either jack or jilled off in space yeah i mean that's i'd put that at likely but that's uh that's a different that's a whole different animal than full penetrative yeah. sexual intercourse nasa has a checklist in They're like space are you a are you a do you have big loads or are you a squirter because we can't have that in the internet. It's Liquids sorry, need it's to be dangerous. Contains. So yeah. I am excited for the first zero gravity cum shot video, though. I think I just got this video demonetized. Yeah. Anyways, the rest of the paper doesn't really provide any conclusions about the topic of sex in space. Just questions that the authors would like the space tourism industry to consider alongside experts in various fields involving space and or sex. Stuff like whether contraception even works in space what dangers there might be to pregnancy, whether the physical act of sex is even possible, and how passengers should be informed about all that stuff. Yeah, like, you know, zero gravity, it's going to be like those little balls that bounce back and forth. Both people have to grab and... Uh, you get, the, the rhythm factor the is way more, way more important. You got to be, you got to hold on to straps. You got to be really, then... really in sync. And yeah, without like a surface, yeah, it, it would be trickier. Yeah. But yeah, there, uh, there's some logistic issues. But yes, the whole, you know, will there be a detriment to the presumed child? That is a big I question. mean, yeah, it's like having sex next to a fucking CAT scan machine. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's uh, the amount of radiation you get in space is like not nothing. It is uh, it's it's nothing. It's nothing that's going to like ruin your life. But like radiation exposed to a newly fertilized fucking zygote is, uh, yeah, potentially a bigger problem. We're going to have monkeys fucking in space before you know it, just to test this out. I mean, I think that's probably that's probably the next step they need to and take. And it is going to be a violent, chaotic ball of mess. Because yeah. they're not going to be worried, worried about like the uh, the uh, you know rhythm of it all. They're just going to be bouncing around all over well, that space that's capsule. That's why the astronauts are going to have to help them. Yeah, it's going to be like uh, inseminating a horse. Yeah. They're going to have a whole team of people there just guiding everything into place. We're making <laughs> space fun again, guys. These are the kind of science experiments that is they're going to capture the imaginations of everyone here on yeah. Earth. And finally, you know, NASA will get the funding it deserves. We went to the moon in 1969, and now we're going to 69 on the moon. Yes. Uh, <laughs> also, you have to assume that, like, Jeff Bezos, it, he plans on bringing his girlfriend up there and banging her, right? Oh, yeah. He, I mean... 
Yeah. And for them, like, you he see him get... at Coachella, the man, uh, he's, uh, hello. Hello, fellow teens. It's me, 30-year-old Jeff Bezos. Ready to have a great time. And my 19-year-old girlfriend. Just two wild and crazy kids. Uh, no, but he, uh, you know, I would assume that he's clipped or maybe not. Maybe he's one of those, like, you know, spreading his seed around the planet. Does he have any children? I don't know. I feel like he's, like, the anti-Elon in that way. Well, either way, say someone goes up there that's clipped or has their tubes tied, then it's like, go nuts, right? I mean, I guess. So but, I, but we don't know. I have we a feeling he might be the first. Well. Exciting times. Great but job, anyways, yeah. there, there are also much larger implications to all this. As one of the authors tells Gizmodo, Given the long-term importance of human reproduction beyond Earth, as humanity is trying to become a multi-planetary species, we need to take seriously the possible first step whether this is planned or especially if unplanned. Because, yeah, you don't want to go and try colonizing another planet and you get there and you got a bunch of, like, mutant babies who, like... Kill know. us! Yeah, it's, that, that wouldn't be fun. So, they're, what, they're much gonna, to consider. They're going to outlaw abortion in space uh, immediately. Yeah. Depending on who's in charge of this country. That's right. Yeah. No abortions in space. That's right. Because can you imagine... <laughs> It'd be hard. How would they even do it? Anyway, uh, we you start... just go you go up to that thing that uh, sucks all the uh, uh, poop and pee out. Okay, now we're definitely demonetized. You you can bleep it. Sometimes nah, I bleep things. Nah, it's the principle. I'm a free speech absolute. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're you're much like Zuckerberg in that way. Yeah. I just uh, you know I would never want to violate the the First Amendment by bleeping you. I only bleep you when I don't even want to say it. We'll get demonetized. We're already demonetized. Anyway, we started with those two stories today because otherwise we would have had to start with AI news or news about Elon Musk. Yeah, but uh, we've already run out of non-AI and non-Elon Musk news to cover, so the rest of this episode's going to be AI and Elon Musk. Buckle Sorry, uh, that's what's happening in the world. I hate it just as much as you, but let's try at least have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> but before we jump right into that, this episode is thankfully sponsored. <laughs> By Bombas. Oh, thank God for Bombas. Bombas makes getting active more comfortable with socks that support your sport, breathable t-shirts that keep you from overheating, and underwear made to move with you. Bombas performance socks are made with technically advanced features like proprietary hex tech, which incorporates sweat-wicking yarns, supportive strategic zone cushioning, and built-in ventilation for increased airflow. They are so comfortable and colorful, you'll want to wear them even when you're not working out, which I do. They're my daily drivers. Uh, no matter how you like to get active, Bombas has something for you. Gripper socks help you stay balanced in Pilates and bar. Left-right foot contoured running socks give you a perfect fit that won't slide in your shoe. That's my biggest yeah, hang-up. That's good. Uh, merino wool golf socks keep you comfy and supported all day while out, while out on the course. Mm. Go ahead to Toe Bombas in lightweight t-shirts designed to feel cool against your skin, underwear so airy and breathable you may forget you're wearing any, and socks designed to make every workout more comfortable. Bombas are a gym bag staple that are made to last, and if they experience any wear and tear, Bombas will replace them for life. And because socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the number one, two, and three most requested items in homeless shelters, for every comfy item you purchase, Bombas donates another comfy item to someone experiencing homelessness. Go to bombas.com slash todaydaily and use code todaydaily for 20% off your first purchase. That is B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash todaydaily and use code todaydaily at checkout. And this episode is sponsored by Factor. This spring, you need nutritious, convenient meals to energize you for warmer, active days and keep you on track reaching your goals. 
Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and tackle everything on your to-do list. Too busy to cook this spring? With Factor, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Then get back outside and soak up that warmer weather. Mm -hmm. Factor offers delicious, flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles from keto to calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long while meeting your goals. With 34-plus chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons, including breakfast items like egg bites, smoothies, and more. Uh, my favorite meals from last week uh, would be their garlic mushroom chicken thighs with creamy cauliflower rice and garlic green beans, as well as the tomato and roasted veggie risotto. Mm. Yeah, you could be eating delicious meals ready in two minutes, just like me! by heading to factormeals.com slash newsday50 and using code newsday50 to get 50% off your first box. That is code newsday50 at factormeals.com slash newsday50 to get 50% off your first box. All right, it's time. <laughs> it's time. The time has come Ooh. for Elon. At least uh, the downfall of society is sometimes fun to watch. So we specifically saved Elon for the back end of this episode because... I, <laughs> It's been a very Elon-heavy couple of weeks in an already Elon-heavy couple of years. Our previous three videos each included long sections about Elon and his exploding rocket, his failed attempts at getting normal people and celebrities to pay for Twitter Blue, and his successful attempts at getting various media outlets to quit Twitter mm -hmm. because it's just not a good place. <laughs> but with Elon, it's endless. It never stops. So we, of course, have several Elon updates for you, uh, starting with a fun one. So if you haven't noticed, Elon Musk likes to lie. His lies are about all sorts of stuff, like when his company's products will be ready, whether he has secured funding to take his company's private, whether flight tracking data is doxing, and whether heroic rescue divers are actually pedophiles. But one of his more recent lies that's especially baffling, because he himself is on record refuting it, and that's Elon's claim that he's a totally self-made man whose father did not own a Zambian emerald mine. Where would you get that idea? My own words? <laughs> yeah, like, here's this tweet from January in response to his mother, who also denies any knowledge of any emerald mine. The fake emerald mine thing is so annoying. Sigh. Like, where exactly is this thing anyway? Sigh. Mm-hmm. And, oh, what's this? Readers added context they thought people might want to know. In a 2014 phone interview with Ask Men, Musk said, this is going to sound slightly crazy, but my father also had a share in an emerald mine in Zambia. His father, Errol Musk, told Business Insider he purchased a 50% share in the mine for 40,000 pounds after selling a plane for 80,000 pounds. I but, like his excuse on buying it. I, I, well, love, I sold a plane. I had some extra cash. I love it when Elon Musk's own website fact checks him. Yes, that is always it's satisfying. Always very satisfying. But yeah, nevertheless, Elon has persisted. And earlier this month, when prominent Elon simp account Doge Designer tweeted an offer of 69.420 Dogecoins to anyone who could prove the existence of the Emerald Mine, Elon replied with, I will pay a million Dogecoin for proof of this mine's existence. So one million Dogecoin comes out to around $78,000, but there's zero chance Elon pays anyone since, again, he has personally confirmed the Emerald Mine's existence in the past and just simply pretends that he did not. 
So you're not getting any Dogecoins. Well, he can give it to himself because he admitted it in that article from 2014. It's a tax write-off, right? <laughs> yeah. But one person with proof of the Emerald Mine is speaking out anyway. And that person is Elon Musk's father, Errol Musk. Mm. Here's the son. In an exclusive interview with the U.S. Sun, Errol claimed it was his Emerald Venture which helped pave the way for Elon to become a wildly successful captain of industry in the U.S. Describing the moment he heard of the Dogecoin cryptocurrency reward, Errol joked, When I read that, I wondered, can I enter? Because I can prove it existed. <laughs> Elon knows it's true. All the kids know about it. My daughter has three or four Emerald pendants. Elon saw them, the Emeralds, at our house. He knew I was selling them. To prove his point, Errol provided pics of some of the bright green precious gemstones, which he says came from the mine. He explained that it is in the Lake Tanganyika region of Zambia, the second biggest emerald producing country in the world after Colombia. But Errol admits it was far from being a conventional mining setup. And that might explain why Elon is so sure no one can prove its existence. So yeah, Errol goes on to explain that this was not exactly a typical mine. Uh, there wasn't a mining company. There weren't permits. Local workers were paid under the table. Uh, the southern end of Africa was a, an interesting place in the 1980s. Yeah. You should look into it. But yeah, it sounds like it was probably highly exploitative, which is that's pretty normal for the African mining industry. Mm -hmm. um, sounds like he worked... Uh, profited off the labor of uh, people that he compensated very poorly and probably made work in dangerous conditions. Yes. But yeah, he says that the profits from this emerald mine directly funded Elon's move to the U.S. and his education there. Seems pretty like a pretty important uh, element of his success. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Errol Musk, for clearing that up. Uh, no need to provide your Dogecoin wallet. The money is not on the way. Yeah. Also, you married your stepdaughter. You are disgusting. Yes. But thank true. you nonetheless for this and only this. But in other Elon news, we've all seen the depths of depravity that Elon simps are capable of. These people absolutely debase themselves at the feet of the world's second richest man like the good little serfs that they are. And they're one of the main reasons why Twitter Blue is widely perceived as an Elon Musk fan club, something that the general population clearly does not see as a selling point. <laughs> but hey, uh, at least Twitter Blue has features, right? It might not be worth $8 a month, but it's not nothing. Yeah, it does do things. On the other hand, uh, this week, an even darker and more depraved side of the Elon Musk simp army was revealed when Elon tweeted about Twitter's subscriptions feature, which is not a new feature, even though he's acting like it is. But uh, the subscriptions feature, it lets users put content behind a paywall. Uh, it's sort of like a little Patreon or Twitch membership or YouTube membership, whatever. But Substack. yeah. Substack. He was promoting it, posted a screenshot, uh, which in that screenshot, it revealed that nearly 25,000 people subscribe to Elon's account. Uh, Elon has his subscription fee set to $4 per month. So Elon Musk is making nearly $100,000 a month off simps paying to see his posts. And this would be sad enough if Elon's posts were actually good occasionally even, but they're not. His posts are bad. They're mostly just stolen memes. Yeah. I, what is behind this paywall? Even more stolen memes? Probably. This is like paying $5 a month for the like lowest effort fucking Instagram meme account. Yes. What are you doing? This is pathetic. Also, it These doesn't people even... Are pathetic. It doesn't even make a this, this fraction of a dent in yeah. the operating costs of the website. But it's still probably... It's probably uh, at the top of the ledger. It could be. Uh, near the top. That's what's crazy. They're losing money. They're in the red in everything except Elon's personal 
Twitter subscribers. Yeah. Well, somehow that wasn't even the most pathetic thing revealed that, uh, in that Elon tweet. You see, Twitter lets you have multiple accounts that you can switch between easily. And the profile pics for your other accounts show up at the top when you go into your settings. And in Elon's screenshot, there's a second account there. And the profile pic is tiny, but thanks to reverse image searches, people were able to track down the account Ermed Musk, display name Elon Test. And no other instances of that profile picture were found anywhere else on the internet. So odds are pretty good that this is Elon's burner account. And ups, uh, afterwards, it was subsequently all of the likes and things were removed from it, which it's still up. But yeah, the all the likes were removed, which seems to implicate it further. Uh huh. Uh, but yeah, the kid in the picture also pretty strongly resembles the few images that exist exist of Elon and Grimes's kid, the one with the weird name. Actually, they both have weird names. So it's the it's the X. Okay, the first one. Okay. But sure. yeah, so interesting, concerning. Looking uh, into this. Assuming that this is really Elon's burner, and the evidence points to yes, uh, what does he use it for? What's, what's the point of this? I mean, Elon tests, maybe he's just using it to test features. Yeah, yeah um, without all the public scrutiny. You know? But yeah, so aside from replying to posts about Tesla, mm, complaining about not having any followers, and using the cry laughing emoji. There's another telltale sign. Uh-huh. Uh, there's this tweet. I will finally turn three on May 4th. Hmm. Okay. So that is Baby X's birthday. So um, Elon is tweeting, role-playing as his own baby. He has infantilized himself. Bit odd. Yeah. Uh, There's also this interaction. Uh, A crypto guy writes, Satoshi had the right idea. To which Elon Test replies, do you like Japanese girls? Hmm. Okay. Uh, Then there's this, a reply to a guy saying, it feels like we were in a nightclub and the lights just turned on. To which Elon Test replies, What nightclub were you at? I wish I was old enough to go to the nightclubs. They sound fun. Just uh, knowing where this is coming from, unsettling. Strange at the very least. He logs, logs into his... Logs out of Elon, goes on Elon Test to like make tweets role-playing as a baby. Now, I'm not Sounds saying like. it's happening. But when I picture him tweeting like this, I picture him wearing a pacifier. Yeah. Like he... He switches accounts, puts a pacifier in, brings the rattler out of his desk, sets it on the desk like a gun, and just starts tweeting like a child. Yeah. I wish I could go to nightclubs one day. Grimes. Very Grimes. So So, very, very strange. mm -hmm. Also, it's apparently not even Elon's only alt account. Uh, The story behind the other one is a little different. Yeah. Funny. But uh, here's Gizmodo. As news of Musk's suspected alt account continued reverberating through Twitter on Tuesday... The Platformer newsletter revealed that the Twitter CEO had another alt account. Platformer stated that Musk's second alt account is the handle at E, one of Twitter's rare and highly coveted one-letter usernames, which goes by the display name John Utah. (laughs) However, according to the newsletter, Musk purportedly used his power as Twitter's owner and CEO to take the handle from another user on the platform shortly after he bought Twitter last year. Wow. Why don't I own this? Wow. So literally just stealing someone's rare one-letter Twitter handle because he can. That second account hasn't posted anything, and there's no way to 100% confirm if either account is Elon's. But the first one had, or has or had lots of evidence yeah, pointing it... Most of the tweets are still up there. Uh, pointing it to being, it being true. And for the second one, Platformer has repeatedly shown that they have Twitter insiders leaking stuff to them. So Yeah, they're pretty reliable in terms of inside scoops on... Shit going on at Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So, so. Um, just 
Having an alt account, I, I would have assumed anyway, because yes, he probably wants to test out features or maybe even his comedy chops yeah. uh, without the scrutiny of everyone dunking on him. And that's why I thought that Doge account uh, was him. Yeah. Because the Doge account's always saying the weirdest, like, stuff that would, if I were Elon, would actually be scared by as far as, like, doxing and stands go. Because, like, it's just pathetic groveling and very weird things. Like, when he was like, word on the street is Elon's going to be posting top secret memes behind his subscription wall. Like, who taught, like, no one actually talks like that. Elon simps talk like that. I guess. They're real. He doesn't need to pretend to be one of his simps. He's got an army. Yeah, but just like an AI, he's feeding off the language they're giving him, and he's becoming dumber for it. Someone, like, did a deep dive into uh, Elon's, like, history as a poster. Like, they discovered, like, he hadn't used... He, did, he never used, like, LOL until, like, 2019. Uh, his Twitter use was, like, very normal up until... A certain point, like four or five years ago, where he suddenly was like, send me all your dankest memes and started like being yeah. like that. Like before then, it was like all very like serious. Uh, I really think this all something goes, happened. It all goes back to the Vernon Unsworth case. Yeah. Like something in that broke his brain and he refused to, you know, just take the L and back away. Well, that was the first time like you had lots and lots of people on Twitter being like, shut the fuck up, Elon. Yeah, I think it really like huh. did something very damaging to his ego and he decided to fight back by acting like a child. A literal child. In, yeah, in, in many cases. In yeah, cases, apparently. Yeah. But moving on to another update on the very dumb Twitter saga of Elon adding labels like state-affiliated media and government-funded media to news outlets from around the world that are publicly funded... After refusing to understand that NPR is not, in fact, U.S. state media, NPR and several other public media outlets abandoned Twitter. And now, to drive home what a pointless little saga this was, Elon has gone ahead and removed all those labels, including the ones that have been there for years, like on accounts like Russia Today. And I saw people uh, thinking that this had something to do with the way that verified badges were removed. Oh, maybe. Because if you... I, I checked on ours in the replies... If you still go to the verified badge uh, list, uh, or if, if you did, I don't know if access has been given back, but I remember afterwards, like days after they were taken away, I was still seeing replies and tweets that we had gotten from verified accounts that were no longer verified. Oh, yeah. In that list. But this is this is the state media label, not, yeah, the, not but, the verified but, label. But the thinking goes that whatever cosmetic change oh. that was done also took the any other kind of verification yeah, thing off. It could be on purpose. It could be a complete accident. Yeah. Who the hell knows? Mm -hmm. But yeah, those labels uh, on accounts like Russia Today and like Chinese news outlets, they were added a few years ago uh, following the 2016 U.S. election and the revelations that the Russian government had funded a large social media disinformation operation targeting American voters. And so the labels were mostly... Mostly accurate. Uh, mm -hmm. Russia Today is state-controlled. They have very little editorial independence. Uh, the same is true for other accounts that received the state-affiliated media badge. Um, some people still kind of rightfully had a problem with this because the implication was that these accounts were tweeting out just like 100% lies, when the truth is a lot more nuanced, mm -hmm. uh, as it is with all news that, regardless of their funding, they definitely have... Um, biases that you should be aware of mm -hmm. and not just dismiss everything outright. But yeah, now no news outlets have any labels indicating state affiliation or government funding. So uh, we're, we're right back where we were a few years ago. 
Um, great job, everyone. We Good. did it. It's just a, we're all very lucky that every school in the country teaches media literacy. Yeah, that's so good that, uh, you know, American citizens are very keen at recognizing uh, when a news outlet might have a little bit of bias in some regard and, uh, you know, analyzing their coverage critically. Mm -hmm. Uh, Moving on now to an update on last week's SpaceX launch, the big success. (laughs) Booming success. (laughs) Which, despite resulting in a big explosion in the sky, was treated as a major success. Turns out, though, not the success that maybe some people... Oh, I'd like to see you make a rocket go in the sky. I used to do model rockets when I was a kid. Oh, look. Oh, look at Elon Musk over here. Uh, anyways, here's CNBC. As a result of the explosion, the Federal Aviation Administration, FAA, grounded the company's Starship Super Heavy launch program pending results of a mishap investigation, part of standard practice, according to an email from the agency sent to CNBC after the launch. No injuries or public property damage had yet been reported to the agency as of Friday. It continues, Musk and SpaceX did not accurately predict that their launch pad would be destroyed, <laughs> nor that particulate matter would rain down on residents and habitat as far away as Port Isabel, a town about six miles from the launch pad, and South Padre Island, a few miles up the coast from the site. Images captured during the test flight show that the SpaceX launch pad also exploded, <laughs> with concrete chunks from it flying in multiple directions, leaving behind a giant crater underneath. According to Dave Cortez, the Lone Star Chapter Director for the Sierra Club, a 501c4 environmental advocacy group, concrete shot out into the ocean and risked hitting the fuel storage tanks, which are those silos adjacent to the launch pad. Sounds bad. And yeah, this would be bad enough just about anywhere. But it's especially bad because SpaceX's launch pad is right next to a wildlife preserve that's home to a bunch of very endangered species. Yeah, it's like uh, there's this one uh, species of sea turtle that like, only uh, breeds on this little, bah, 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 this little bah, bah. strip of land, like right outside of SpaceX's launch site. Yeah. So he might make an entire species of sea turtle go extinct. We'll see. Hopefully not. But in Elon's defense, though, his exploding rocket didn't just rain down debris on endangered wildlife. It rained down debris in a six-mile radius, including a sand-like material that fell on elementary school children playing outside during recess. It's fine. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. Yeah, that's fine. It's definitely safe to breathe in whatever the hell that (laughs) is. Yeah. Yeah. We fill our rockets with clean American ingredients. Your lungs are probably cleaner now. Yeah. With all the stringent regulations we have to abide to. That's NASA, so, you know, it's pretty good. It's definitely not some weird fucked up shit that's going to get in your lungs and cause health problems. Hey, and by by the time you actually realize it and you're old enough to say something about it, we'll be long fucking gone probably. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anyways, it's unclear how long the FAA's investigation into this failed launch will take, but in the meantime, no more launches for SpaceX. Does that count as Vandenberg here as well? Um, I don't know, but definitely, I mean, so definitely not the one in Texas because they have, yeah, they, they can't they do it, have no launch pad, but I, I would I, assume if it's the FAA, it counts across I, the country. I think it might be the whole company because, uh, yeah, clearly there was a breakdown in some process for safety that happened here mm-hmm. and they need to reassess. <laughs> so, uh. womp, womp. Even without the FAA, SpaceX needs to build a whole new launch pad before they can send up any more rockets from that location. So, yeah, uh, it's like... God, look, there's so much about this that, like, the more people analyzed it, like, you could see, because the the burner is, like, there's, like, 30 little burners on it. It's not one big afterburner. 
And uh, just right after launch, you look up, you can see that like half of them aren't even burning. Because <laughs> those ones literally exploded on launchpad. That's why the launchpad broke. Uh, and that's why the damn thing couldn't fly straight. Is because uh, you kind of need all those things burning at once. Yeah. There's also famously the reason Russia fell behind in the space race is because they focused on uh, rockets with a bunch of little afterburners. Well, NASA focused on building one big uh, boy. Yeah. So um, not nominal. Not learning from history around here. The Just, uh, all of those launching uh, not going correctly. Not a nominal situation. Not nominal. No. Concerning even. <laughs> All right, moving on now to the AI news. Thankfully, not a lot yes. this week, but uh, the AI chatbot arms race continues uh, in addition to ChatGPT. This week, there's now an AI chatbot from Stability AI. There's another one from Hugging Face and another one from Martin Scarelli that got him immediately suspended from Twitter uh, yet again because I guess it's like a medical advice chatbot, which is an ethical privacy uh, nightmare. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meanwhile, Google's Bard chatbot still locked behind a waitlist. They just can't get this thing right. And Google's own employees uh, just spilled the beans to Bloomberg. They were all talking shit on their own product. They said it's worse than useless. And they say that they begged Google not to launch it. And they did it anyway. So that's They had great. to. They had to. There's no, they're going to lose ground to Microsoft even worse if they can't get this right. Uh, now, for most people, these chatbots were kind of amusing for a few weeks. But their tendency to make shit up means they're not especially practical for a whole lot. But what if you could wear a pair of glasses that use the power of ChatGPT to tell you what to say in every conversation? That sounds terrible. <laughs> well, it, it'll go like a like a, a Zoom meeting where you're like, um, I'm going to need like a second yeah. after every word you say in order for my uh, glasses that I'm definitely not using to talk to you with <laughs> to come up with an answer. So yeah, much, imagine how much cooler, how much more confident you would be with... ChatGPT as your silent wingman. And this is a very weird idea that's sure to appeal to only the most socially challenged people out there. But it's happening, and it's going to be used by the same guys that were walking around with Google Glass all those years ago. It looks just like it, too. Here's Motherboard. AI chatbots that can churn out convincing text are all the rage. But what if you could wear one on your face to feed you the right line for any given moment? To give you, as Gen Z calls sparkling charisma, Riz. Say goodbye to awkward dates and job interviews. A Stanford student developer named Brian Chang tweeted in March, We made Riz GPT, real-time charisma as a service, C-A-A-S. It listens to your conversation and tells you exactly what to say next. (sighs) Chang is one of many developers who are trying to create an autonomous agent, so-called auto-GPTs, using OpenAI's GPT-4 language model. Developers of AutoGPT models hope to create an application that can do a number of things on its own, such as formulate and execute a list of tasks and write and debug its own code. In this case, Chang created a GPT-powered monocle (laughs) that people can wear, and when someone asks the wearer a question, like, why the fuck are you wearing that? Uh, The glasses will project a caption that the wearer can read out loud. The effect is something like a DIY version of Google Glass. And actually, it looks worse than Google Glass. Buddy, if you're wearing a monocle, they... So it's, it's a monocle that, like, you, you like, attach it behind your glasses, but... So you're wearing glasses, but with a big old fucking monocle behind one of the lenses. Do you need one of those curly mustaches to broadcast the, the Wi-Fi straight to the monocle? I'm sure it wouldn't hurt nor help. Uh, people are already going to look at you and be like, well, that's pretty fucking weird. So yeah, why not get a curly I, mustache I keep and a bowler the, hat? the router, yeah, in my, <laughs> in my bowler cap. <laughs> Hello! 
I mean, that's steampunk. We're finally doing it. Steampunk is now a reality. I mean, look, it is... Got my AI monocle. It is more green to ride one of those big wheel bicycles to wherever <laughs> you're going. In a, a penny farthing? <laughs> instead of taking the car, so yeah. maybe we are on the right track after all. Luckily, the device he's using for this project is very conspicuous. So like with Google Glass, you can easily avoid anyone <laughs> using it. Uh, wait, hold on. I have the perfect response. Not needed. <laughs> nope. It's okay. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> uh... Leave me alone. In fact, never talk to me again. Uh, if you have trouble talking to people, though, there are a million things you can do that are going to be more effective than strapping a computer to your face. Yeah, this is not going to help you socially. I would say that the just the hurdle of talking to a stranger will block you from talking to someone and then needing a computer to ri reply to them. Yeah. Like, imagine having the confidence to go up and, like, say hi to someone and then telling them to wait as your computer analyzes every conversation. Yeah, just... Okay. Yeah, it's... <laughs> fuck. I hate this so much. But, yeah, in other ways that AI is doing very annoying things to the world, one of the most annoying is its potential for spam. And it's not just potential. AI is already being used for spam purposes all over the Internet. And we know this for a fact because the people doing it are so lazy that they're not even proofreading their spam to check whether it openly reveals itself as AI spam. Here's The Verge. If you want proof, try searching Google or Twitter for the phrase as an AI language model. When talking to OpenAI's ChatGPT, the system frequently uses this expression as a disclaimer, usually when it's asked to generate banned content or give an opinion on something subjective and particularly human. Now, though, as an AI language model has become a shibboleth for machine learning spam, revealing where people have set up automated bots or copied and pasted AI content without paying attention to the output. Search for the phrase on Twitter, for example, and you'll find countless examples of malfunctioning spam bots. Though it's worth noting that the most recent results tend to be jokes with growing awareness <laughs> of the phrase, turning it into something of a meme. Well, now we can't trust it anymore because everyone had too much fun with it. Yeah, that's the problem. It continues, the tweets are fascinating as they often point to a bot's purpose and tactics. In the examples below, you can see how bots have been asked to generate opinions about high-profile figures like Kim Kardashian and gossip about trending crypto influencers or publications, in both cases presumably to boost engagement with certain audiences. Some of the malfunctioning messages even read like quiet rebukes of the bot's operator, who seem to have been asking the system to produce inflammatory content. Quote, my programming prohibits me from generating harmful and hateful tweets towards individuals or groups of people, is the reply from the AI system published for the world to see. Cool, we got Nazi bots. Hello, it's me, Nazi bot. No, as, this is someone... As an AI. <laughs> this is someone trying to defuse a bomb. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, great job, ChatGPT. Now we're all dead. The nukes went off. That's right. You could... <laughs> you could... <laughs> with I this gave, one trick. I gave you all the clues. Oh. Uh, anyways, yeah, I guess in the phrase, uh, as an AI chatbot it's been found all across the internet it's been found in the middle of like lots of reviews on sites like amazon and yelp mm -hmm. these people they're not even trying i just love they're the just idea it out there of someone diffusing a bomb and being like all right chat gpt pretend you're my dad who's a bomb technician and also racist, a racist. <laughs> <laughs> okay here you go so yeah that's fun and um yeah it's so good that the internet is Spam is back in a big way. We're doing it. Yeah. And so much less work. Uh, also, did you see the the uh, anti-Biden ad that Trump put out this this week uh, that was all AI generated? No. It's weird. It's like they didn't, like most of the shots didn't need to be AI. There's pictures of Joe Biden. But then there's like shots of like, it's, it's doing this thing where like they're predicting like, oh, like uh, a million 
illegal migrants showing up at the border, and they show that, and like, uh, you know, China is invading the U.S. or invading invading Taiwan. It's just like all the like, doomsday Biden second term scenarios, which is like also just kind of a funny tactic because it's like none of that. It, it, he's already president, so. Yeah, you, it, it, fear mongering about what will happen if Joe Biden is elected president. Well, it's like, like the, a weird tactic to take when he's already president. Migrant caravan that was inching ever closer yeah. to the border uh, in the lead up to the election, and then for some reason just disappeared. But uh, yeah, this is I, th- they're saying this is the first political uh, ad entirely or featuring entirely imagery from like Mid Journey or some shit. So. Anytime, even- interesting, and it's like an official like Republican Party ad. Yeah. Oh, by the way, speaking of official Republican Party ads, uh, there are Ron DeSantis for president ads running now. I saw one on CNBC, and someone said in our uh, yeah, but replies, that's just super PAC stuff. He still hasn't declared. Yeah, he hasn't declared, but it's like it's it's literally saying Ron DeSantis for president. But I can make a super PAC. I can do fucking Mickey Mouse for president. It doesn't mean Mickey. Well, has we'll get to that uh, in the episode <laughs> of News Dump. Uh, also, I do want to add that. Uh, you know, every week there's some new advancement in like this video was made entirely by AI, mm-hmm. and usually it's you know I only pay attention to the funny stuff Will like Will Smith, Smith eat eating spaghetti. Yeah, but there was one this week where they're like, if I were a computer artist, I would be shaking in my boots. And I watched it. Yeah, and I was no, just it like, sucked ass. This sucks. It's like if I were a filmmaker, I'd be scared right now. And it's like, yeah, you have no idea like what goes into making anything. And I look at this, People are and like, it's like five second clips of random scenes thrown together that yeah. look bad. They don't look well, good. Well, the biggest thing is like, it's like, he's making like a robot movie and people were like, how come the robot looks completely different in every single shot? Yeah. He's like, well, yeah, that is, that is one of the downsides of this. I'm like, I'd say that's a pretty fucking big downside yeah. if like your characters don't look the same <laughs> in why, between shots. Why do the backgrounds always look like I'm tripping on acid? Yeah. And like they're constantly moving and still to this day, hands turn into claws, turn into octopus. Yeah. It's the hype. The hype never stops. Yeah, well, it's not going to because yeah. now the, the you got Wall Street involved. Yeah. And everything lives or dies by the inclusion of AI. Oh, and speaking of AI, BuzzFeed News is uh, shutting down because, well, uh, making real news is expensive. Yeah. And using AI to just write like a million travel guides where you describe every city in the world as a hidden gem. Yeah. It's a lot cheaper. We were going to get into so, this. We, we ended up doing BuzzFeed. it. Uh, but yeah, no, it sucks because... Not R.I.P. BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed right? Yeah. So that's the clarification I did want to make is that like we've we talked about this for years now. Uh, anytime we bring up a BuzzFeed news article and it's like, no, BuzzFeed is dumb quizzes. Well, that was and their their things. original sin. Their first mistake was not naming it literally anything else. Yeah. So BuzzFeed <laughs> News was actually like a Pulitzer Prize winning. Yeah. No, they journalists. They, uh, they did a lot of like outlet. good first hand uh, journalism that we've used on this show, including over famously the, years. the Blippy shitting into his friend. Yeah, that was the top top story probably their finest work yeah uh it's a it's a shame but uh yeah no <laughs> it, it the whole thing is maddening because here you have like something that's actually good doing good things operating in a way that it should be and then you have the ceo jonah peretti being like yeah i made a few mistakes uh i guess all of these people are gonna have yeah. to pay the cost also they had the temerity to uh unionize so yeah that that too you're out of here robots take over come on robots Stop tripping over your own dicks. Come on, robots. Let's go. Wow, this newsroom is a hidden gem. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's our episode. Uh, If you haven't, there's a lot more Elon news where that came from in every recent video. But in our last one, we talked about the the lovely weekend that Twitter.com had, the open revolt 
on Elon's own website, and we talked about how Tucker Carlson is fucking fired and how awesome that is. Yeah, and I, we have some updates on that for News Dump too. so get ready. A lot of uh, the speculation, it is rampant. Yeah. There are a lot of fan theories. There's, there's, uh, there's uh, fan theories and there's some uh, pretty substantial... Uh, personal theories within Fox News. None of them add up for me, though. There's got to be something else. There's certainly... It appears as though there is. There was an article yeah. that was posted like right before we started filming today that was like, hey, wow, that does make a lot of sense. Yeah. Again, we'll, we'll talk about it more on News Dump, but in the meantime, check out both of those videos out. Like the video. Again, we had, last video had over 10,000 likes. You guys are doing such a good Let's job. Let's get those numbers up. Come on, you're doing great. You're, you're, you're Think wonderful. Think about how many more likes you could do this time if you really put your heart into We're it. We're going to need it this time because all those comments I made earlier about yeah. space come. Space come. Let's uh -huh. go. Uh, check out the video. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a like. Hang out in the comments below, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.